0: from me, Justin Cervillo, and podcast, Rough Day and Showbiz. Today on the show, my guest is Santa. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) He's not actually Santa, but he's played Santa multiple times. Let me tell you about him. Peter Exifo. Pete was born and raised in SoCal, except for a brief sojourn to Paris, France, where he spent several years of his childhood. He is what you can call a native Californian. Pete caught the acting bug in high school, but really wasn't a castable type coming out of college, so he pursued a career as a scenic designer and artist. A bit older and more experienced by life, he decided to try acting again, and was amply rewarded by being Taft-Hart-lead into SAG, and then quickly joined AFTRA, and has now been working as an actor for over 30 years. He's added on-camera work to his resume, and has appeared as a guest star on The Mentalist. He has also had three national on-camera commercials running simultaneously. Pete has portrayed hard, grizzled cowboy villains, an Amish farmer, a wizard, as well as doctors, lawyers, professors, shrinks, judges, grandpas, and even the occasional rabbi, and of course, Santa. Pete truly delights in being a character actor who can play an age range between 55 and death, and beyond. Please welcome Peter Exifo!
1: Wow, who is that versatile actor? Somebody hire that guy quickly before he <laughs> is booked into something that nobody wants to see. Okay. Listen
0: to your voice. What a warm, mm-hmm. golden voice that you have. Oh, okay.
1: Actually, that's how I got my SAG card. Really? It was on voiceover, right. I, um, I booked a national spot, and it also played on radio, so it was back in the days when it was SAG and AFTRA, and I had to bo- join both. Ah, yes, the good old days, the good old days. good old old days when we were hand-cranking the cameras.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you for being on today. Oh, you have so much experience as an actor. I know you're working all the time. You've got to have rough day in showbiz.
1: Yes, yes. As a matter of fact, um, I recently had an interesting one um, that happens occasionally to us. Um, I was for an animation pilot. I was recommended by a friend and uh, the director was a really neat guy, a lot of fun, and he has this original idea. So he uh, put out um, scripts and uh, got all us folks to come in and audition, uh, actually to send in our audition. So I auditioned, I recorded four different characters, and one of them was the narrator. And I didn't get that, but he called me, he said, you know, the voice you did for this other character, I would really like to use that as the narrator. I go, huh. are you sure? And he goes, yeah, let me try this. So, okay, so we played with it, you know, on our phone call, and he was happy, and uh, we did a source connect. We were talking about that earlier, and, uh, um, you know, it was like he was doing everybody in one day, and I was somewhere in the afternoon, and I had a lot more to do than everybody else because I was the narrator and yeah. trying to sustain this voice that we I started to realize didn't work for a narrator because it was just too hard to sustain that kind of energy and that kind of tone and it but he was happy he was still happy and uh, but I uh, the, the session sort of went downhill and and we got through most of it and then I felt so bad I went back and re-recorded it all myself again without the pressure of having to get the time in and all that stuff and sent it to him, and he was very thankful for that. <clears throat> and then he's in the post, and several weeks later I get this email. Gee, thanks so much, Pete. I just had to let you know. I decided to go a different way with the narrator after all. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I <laughs> I'm not in the thing at all. He did <laughs> he did pay me, so that, that was good. Um That's and good. he He's a kind of guy, and he did say this, and I and I trust him, that, you know, he's good. It's a series. So once this series is, you know, in production, he'll probably call on me for some, for something else, you know. So, um, yeah. That, That's good. That happens. That
0: wow. Happens. So you, let me get this right. You booked the gig. Oh, yeah. You did the gig. I recorded it. And then it. it was, and then I, uh, somehow lost tab. the gig.
1: Well, I mean, it's, you know, uh, again, I always, uh, as an actor, try to, work with the director. It's his vision yeah. or his or her vision. And as long as they're happy with what I've done, my opinion and my thoughts on what I did um, are, are not really necessary to, to, to voice, you know? Now, yes, there's those times when you really feel like you've got one more and you can ask the director for another take and sometimes you get it and sometimes it's worthwhile and you have, you've given them some gold. But most of the time, if the director's satisfied, your job is done. So he was satisfied at the recording session. He was satisfied at the audition. He wasn't satisfied in post, but he put it all together. I Mm. I get it. You know, it's, you got to sort of, when you get all of the, the, you know, the ingredients in the pot and you start to stir around the stew, you take a taste and you go, hmm, what's missing or what's not, you know? And so, so be it.
0: So be it. I'm glad he's gonna cast you again, and he should. You're very castable. Thank you, um, and we love you. So,
1: has that ever happened to you, though? I mean, and and not just when you're you've been put on a veil, because I've had that happen too. Oh, a veil which, all the time. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, you know, they go some other way. Yeah, which is understandable. That just happened to me recently.
0: Um, no, not a, not a lot, not a lot of that. I, sometimes I wish it would happen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because I'll watch something or listen to something and go, oh, man, I'll give it six months, I'll listen to it again, and, and maybe I'll think it's good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> or some of those times when you uh, actually audition from sides that sound and look and feel really good, and then yeah. you see the whole script and you go, I don't want to be in this. Oh, big time, yeah. <laughs>
0: big time. Or even just sometimes the, I mean, sometimes when you get the sides, you go, oh, no, this isn't it.
1: I wish I could on some, on sides, but it's, it's been mostly when I finally see the full script. So now at at a point where, um, a good lesson I learned a long time ago from my manager, you know, whenever I had worries or conflicts with something to do, deal with this audition, he says, Pete, let's just worry about that at the callback. You you know, if you get the callback now, you can start worrying about, you know, does this, you know, really, I don't want to do this. And, and so, um, at the callback or even, you know, if they're going to put me on a veil, that's when I'm going to ask for the full script. I'm not going to accept anything until I do see the full script and I can make a, a judgment if this is something I want to be in. And I don't really care. I don't need the job, so, so to speak. I know a lot of actors, they're just going to do it because they need the job. But you shouldn't. Your no is more, probably more important and stronger than your yes. Because so many people are saying yes to all kinds of crap.
0: Yes. Oh, we we talk about that on this show a lot.
1: The thing I look at and I always tell, you know, actors that are starting out, you're building a a resume. And and so those credits are good. So if they're not paying much, are they giving you IMDb credit? Yeah. Get that in writing. And are they giving you footage? Get that in writing. Um, Because uh, what do you have otherwise? Now, if you've got footage for your reel, even if it's 10, 15 seconds, if something that shows your abilities and skills and talents and your ability to shift psychologically or emotionally because that's what you want in a reel, do it. Then it's worthwhile. Now, who cares how much you're making, you know? Um, But until you've got um, enough of that, you know, uh, to to put on a reel and to show agents and uh, enough IMDB credits listed, yeah. You've got to do those things.
0: I agree. And I certainly have. And sometimes I still do. Sometimes yeah. I still do. I'm not above I, it. Well, certainly. I'll do
1: I'll do student films. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, because those
0: are good. I, I think they've those have student films at times I think have had bad reputations and they shouldn't, because they are they can be really incredible. I mean, uh you and I work yeah, <laughs> that's, that's how, how we met. met. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and again, we were doing a master's thesis, and those always help. Yeah, Uh, you go with stuff, for instance, that are from the top schools. You look at the top schools, and um, well, there's the other rough day in show business story. You'll like this one. Ah, another lost role, Chapman University, which I love to work with those guys. They're all gifted, talented, very. It was during COVID, so um, it was going to be a you know a COVID set. You're going to have to be tested and all that other good stuff. Okay, no problem, and. Uh, like SC and I think UCLA, uh, Chapman has, I think, an agreement with SAG for all of their student productions that SAG actors can work. And I I think there's a few things that SAG stipulates. One thing, unfortunately, they stipulate is some COVID protocols that suddenly I get cast as in this neat little Western. Only four people. Okay. And I'm the bad guy. Very good. Yeah. Oh, perfect. You know, I even get killed at the end. So I'm looking for that. Any death scene I can do in (laughs) the act. And so I'm working with the writer-director who's very gifted. Um, He's sort of overwritten the dialogue. (laughs) And I'm going... That's a very nice way of putting it. Well, it's, you know, I'm going... It's almost... Can we we just take out some of the twirling of the mustache for the villain? (laughs) Okay. It was almost that bad. And But again, they're students, so they're learning, and they're they're gaining experience. It's the only way they can learn. And he was very open to that, and we worked on the dialogue that I had, and he got it, and he rewrote stuff accordingly, and and we were right there, and we started Zoom rehearsals after casting with the the other character that I I had a couple of scenes with. And um, then the next thing you know, we're like a week, maybe a week and a half, two weeks out before shoot, and I get this wonderful email from his professor. I'm so very sorry we're not going to be able to use you in this film because you're SAG. <gasps> what? Uh, yeah. And, and I go, huh? And he goes, well, if we go with the SAG protocols and make this a SAG production, then it's going to cost us another four to $7,000, which Jason doesn't have. And I go, oh, okay. Let me call SAG. And I call Sag, and Sag goes. Well, you know, we're just protecting you and watching out for you and being safe for you. And <laughs> wait a minute! I worked with this kid for three weeks on this script to get this down for a brilliant part of a villain that I need. I I need on my reel. I want on my reel. And you're telling me you're you're not going to budge. And so, yeah, I couldn't do it. Oh man! I offered to do it non-union, and and the the professor said, and rightfully so, he said. I'm sorry but if you know Sag comes back and checks it out and sees that you are Sag then uh, and we didn't follow their rules then it could affect the rest of our program for all the other productions and that's what he he was looking out for and he was right and uh, the director was very very apologetic and really wanted to work with me and I still want to work with him you know I hope there'll yeah. be a time when we can uh, you know he'll think of me for another project and we'll we'll do it again but yeah so there you go that you you know Cast and rehearsed and rip right to go. I mean, I even bought some cowboy boots <laughs> Oh. because <laughs> I didn't have any of those in my wardrobe stock. So, yeah, which is fine. I I can always use. I've already used them once in another audition. So, but yeah, um, there it is. You know, you never know which way things are going to go.
0: Uh I, I that surprises me because I feel like I didn't know that. Well, I guess they do actually pay for the the films to be made, even though they use all their facilities and stuff, unless he was using sets and stuff. Well, he
1: he actually, we started one of the, the opening scene I had was in a bar. It was going to be a typical Western, you know, wonderful scene Um, again, but because of COVID and crew and stuff. So he rewrote it for outdoors. He wrote it as an exterior and it pretty much worked. So, you know, And he limited to four characters. So maybe there was only one scene where there were more than four of us or five, I think, was one small part where we all sort of come together at the end for the big shootout. But that was outdoors, too. But everything else was pretty much, you know, two people. So those could easily be shot with, you know, and again, if it's all outdoors and all they were going to do is probably testing and take your temperature and wear masks in between and stuff like that where I forget, I don't know, uh, the, uh, the experience I had on a SAG set, which is uh, during COVID, was shooting an episode of Lucifer. And there, I mean, they virtually had a laboratory at their home base. Yeah. And you, you basically got tested twice in 20 minutes before you even went for a fitting. Yeah. You know, and then on set, there's the levels of, you know, the crew goes on by themselves, and we sat off. Set in these little blue pup tents, and yeah. masks on. You know, in between shots, um, very. You know, wardrobe just left my wardrobe in the trailer, and they brought my lunch to the trailer. But nobody ever came in the trailer but me. You know.
0: Wow. Yeah, it's. Um. I. I, I deeply respect all the efforts that are being taken to prevent COVID on film sets. Mm-hmm. Um. I did have an experience where I was on a a smaller shoot. And, and, uh, you know, went through the, the testing, the COVID testing and all that. And, um, like I said, I respect all the, all the people who are doing that and the the COVID compliance officers, but I do hope in a reasonable amount of time, we will get back to not having to do all of that, uh, because it adds so much time to the process. Oh yeah. It's such yeah. a long process to be, be, begin with, but I was like, Oh my God. I think we started probably two hours early than we, yeah. earlier than we would have just so they can line people up and get everyone tested. And it, it just, man, I mean, it's, it was rough for me, but I, I can imagine on the crew and the, the you know, um, right. everyone who's actually working, um, <laughs> cause but I'm not you actually know, working. Well, yeah. Have, I, it's just, uh, I bet it's horrible.
1: Shooting at Warner oh, brothers right. though. Warner brothers was popping. Every stage was busy. And everybody was doing what we were doing, and there's a lot of money to do that. So I think somewhere along the line, somebody actually said they convinced um, Garcetti, is that our mayor? Yes. Okay, that uh, the entertainment industry is essential, and that's how they were able to keep working. But to keep working, they boy, you you talk about the amount of money they they had. Yeah.
0: It is essential. And, and I'm glad, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm glad I, I don't want to discredit anyone's effort. It, it's yeah. But, um, oh, it'll be, it'll be nice. I mean, I, I took for granted when you could just walk onto a set yeah, and, you know, and just <laughs> sit down and, and <laughs> do whatever you're going to do. And, you know, now it's, it's like, it's a, it's a whole different thing.
1: Well, but, I, you know, I mean, I don't know where anybody stands on being vaccinated. But frankly, I just said, you know, to heck with it, because I foresaw, and, and, you know, it turned out to be true. They're now at that point where if you're not vaccinated and can prove it, they're not going to even bother to look at you. Yeah. So I basically can now say on all my submissions, I'm fully vaccinated. Yeah. I'm fully boosted, and I Mm -hmm. even had a flu shot, you know? Yeah. For me, I did the Johnson & Johnson because it was pretty much old school. And I felt comfortable with that and, um, did the booster the same way. So, but I just felt like, you know, I don't want to have that to be standing in the way, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I am also fully vaccinated and boosted. Um, and I believe that everyone should be so we can get out of this.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I mean, if you're an actor or if you are working anywhere in the industry where you're going to be on set with people in those close quarters, especially when you're on sound stages or in interiors and that's going to happen, um, yeah. You get over it, kids. It's you know, this is life. This is the way it's get going over to go. it.
0: Yeah. This is actually so we can all survive. That'd be yeah. nice, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah. And and I get it. They're gonna, you know, everybody's worried about, well, five years from now my toes are gonna curl up and fall off. Well maybe Oh, come so. on. Well <laughs> don't eat
0: fast food again then if you're concerned about your toes falling off. I don't know. Don't, don't
1: breathe the air. <laughs>
0: no, don't breathe right.
1: <laughs> you know, uh. the pollution there. I mean yeah, I, it's, it just goes on and on and on, you know? So, yeah. I, I, I think you need to be practical and discerning and, you know, stay healthy and do the things that you can do and you're supposed to do. But, you know, the reality is if you're going to be on a set, guess what? You're going to be vaccinated or you're not going to work. Who was the guy that just uh, refused to get a vaccinate, vaccinated because uh, of General Hospital?
0: Oh, I, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, and they I released saw that. him. I and forget his name, but yeah. yeah, and
1: and they're not recasting that. Can role. you
0: believe that? And and he went, and he and he quit or whatever. He got fired and just let it happen and didn't get it. What a, I mean, I, I say, you know what? Good. Put it. Put an actor in that role who deserves it. You know, yeah. and 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 who needs the job? Right. Because I I cannot believe that you had a, a steady gig like that. Yeah. I mean, for however long. I don't know. He's probably on there for decades. But that's the decades. reality.
1: I mean, no, exactly. I that.
0: cannot believe people would do that. I mean, it's just, it's insulting to, to us and to, <clears> you <throat> know, people who would love to be on. I would love to be on General Hospital. I'll yeah. take the damn job. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm vaccinated and, you know, I'm not going to put up a, a little hissy fit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you have any other rough days in showbiz stories?
1: Um, those are sort of the two that came to mind. Uh, cool. You
0: know. just curious do you do you have any rough day and showbiz stories about playing santa if any
1: well um those are all rough days to tell you the truth <laughs> <laughs> i mean um, it's big it's
0: big shoes to fill quite literally quite literally um, big shoes to fill
1: yeah no i guess my uh, i did two mercedes benz christmas commercials uh one after the other one year after the other and the second one was um we, we did in an air, aircraft, an airport hangar. Uh, it, was, it was the one uh, where there was two big truck transports full of Mercedes-Benz at the end of the commercial that pull out of the, this warehouse thing. Well, that was, um, you know, uh, this hangar, aer- airplane hangar um, in Hawthorne, at the Hawthorne Airport, uh, that we shot in the middle of August. Oh, okay. So, those Santa suits are notorious for not being very comfortable to wear uh, or very cool. And thank goodness I don't have the, the extra weight that Santa usually carries. So, they always have to pad me up, which is fine. But I virtually, <laughs> between takes, I had to open up the jacket and have a guy with a fan follow me around or whatever if I was just sitting. There because if I didn't have that fan and cool off in between takes, um, I was literally ready to fall over, keel over, you know, yeah. and faint. Matter of fact, I, there, there's another hard day. It was an evening shoot to another Santa, and um, um, I had to jump up into frame and run into uh, a Verizon building or something like that. And after doing, like, you know, 10 of those in a row, it's like, excuse me, Mr. Director? one of those 10 should have been there. Why do we have to keep doing more? You know, we all ask that in commercials, the, the amount of takes that they need. Um, and I finally, I just had to say, and, and again, something everybody should, you know, remember is you have the ability and the right, especially as a SAG actor, to go, excuse me, I need a break. I need to cool off. I opened the jacket and I sat down because nobody else was asking or saying the, a, the first AD was, they were all, God knows where, a hundred feet away. And nobody was there to to ask how I was doing. So I just said, I'm sorry, I need 10 minutes to cool down and, you know, regain my, you know, energy. And, you know, the, all of a sudden the the set medic isn't coming over going, how are you feeling? Do you need anything? (laughs) I said, no, I just need to cool down because I'm running around in this stupid outfit. And it was a, Again, it was an October night, but it was a pretty warm night. It wasn't a, yeah. a cold. You know, everybody on the, in, in the in the, uh, the crew and the other cast, they were basically in basic, you know, street clothes, and they could get away with not having to bundle up. But I'm in, you know, padding in this stupid suit and the boots and the hat and the whole nine yards. And the only problem with, with Santa for me is with all of that covering, the only place I sweat because of the beard is my face. Uh. And I always tell, I try to tell makeup, I said, now you won't believe this. Oh, yes, I will. I've been, I've seen everything. No, you haven't. I said, as we get into close-ups, please be right on top of me because I will sweat only on my face, my forehead, and my cheeks. <laughs> and, and they go, oh, no, don't worry. Don't worry. I'll be right there. And I had one makeup lady at one point as she's coming in every take and taking off a swimming pool of water from my face. Going, yeah. My God, I can't believe it. I've never seen anything like this before. <laughs> I said, you should see the suit I'm swimming in right now. <laughs> so Santa tends to be, um, I mean, I enjoy the, I enjoy doing the guy. He's a lot of fun. I get a lot of work, <laughs> but it's exhausting whenever I get I book something. I know it's just going to be physically exhausting because of, you know, the that look that I have to do.
0: I mean, Santa doesn't work during the summer, only during the winter when it's the coldest.
1: Right? I just, so, you know, no, well, he, he shows up in the winter time, but all the commercials are shot in the summer.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: So virtually, I mean, the, the way it works in national television, I'm not sure everywhere else, but November 1st is when they start running all the Christmas spots with Santa.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's always, you're always shooting.
1: Well, like, that second uh, uh, Mercedes commercial, they actually had a guy that that uh, I guess the company's called Snowbiz, <laughs> oh. who came out with this giant truck full of three hundred pound blocks of ice that he puts into this thing that you know, shreds it all up and blows it out, and they had like real snow that they oh. threw all over the place, which you never saw. They never yeah. used the shots where you could see it, and it, it was all melting <laughs> through the whole shoot. Oh but they spent a lot of money for, for doing that. So. Got to have that real snow, baby. Yeah. Real. real snow. Uh, but that's why I love,
0: that's why I love this business because they can mm-hmm. make it snow literally during the summer if they want. That's just, yeah. it's, it's magical. Yeah. That's so cool. Oh, thank you for telling those stories. Yeah. I, uh, I've never, you know, I've never done anything, any holiday, uh, holiday projects. It's my dream, I think, to do a holiday
1: <laughs> something. <laughs> I just wish they were done, you know, in the colder seasons. But no, it's always done, you know, as I said, August, September, November, October.
0: <laughs> it's funny that the makeup person, <laughs> I've never seen anything like this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like she was going through a Kleenex and powder puffs like nobody's business. It was, so
0: uh, see, that was her rough day and Showbiz story. It's, yeah. It's a mirrored yeah. rough day and Showbiz story. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it.
1: Well, the other I mean here was a rough day um that oh, medalist sure. episode which I was playing uh, a Santa but it was like you know a, a santa convention of bearded Santas right there's a whole organization where you can join if you're a real bearded Santa you know blew it <laughs> on um, and I've got a little uh, salt and pepper in my beard I got some black up in the front on my chin and so I get to the set for the medalist and um, they're looking at me and she goes you know we got to get That black out of there. Go, okay, fine. And so she pulls out the only white makeup she has to do that is stuff that has to be dissolved with 99% alcohol, rubbing alcohol. Oh. Because when it dries, it's waterproof. So they use it for special effects stuff. So she gets all this, you know, stuff out and she's painting up my beard and she gets it all beautifully fixed. And I'm shooting two days because I got two scenes. And uh, I come back the second day, and they add a little bit more and different, a makeup person. And off I go home. I realized then, after all this, A, it doesn't come out in the shower because it's waterproof, and B, most over-the-counter alcohol you buy in the drugstores is 70% alcohol. Mm. And that stuff took a long time before it came out. And then, thank goodness, on that second um, Mercedes commercial, Ra's music. I will I bow to her every day. Wonderful makeup person. She did a great makeup for me on that Santa. She pulls out a little bottle of liquid hair makeup, Ben Nye Snow White, and she brushes it in. Yeah, this'll come out in the shower. So I show up at on sets, you know, with that makeup or already have my beard whitened, because most makeup people just don't do Santa's all the time, so they don't have all the stuff. I mean some of these makeup people have just incredible amounts of different stuff that they need for the, their job, and I really respect that. But they don't always have the the the, the hair whitener for for Santa.
0: It's a special thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a niche. It's a niche mm. thing. Yeah,
1: and so I don't expect them to, and I, so I don't have no problem either doing it myself and coming in that way or bringing it along for touch ups or whatever you know. Um, and and they always appreciate that. So, but that's one of those things you learn as you go. Yeah, I got to love uh, the
0: battle wounds of, yeah of uh, you know, doing makeup and <clears throat> having prosthetics and, you know, just having to mm-hmm. pull things off and peel things off and, you know, for days, oh, there it is. It was on my ear this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: or people yeah. People with sensitive skin and they have to put the prosthetics on every day and the next thing you know. Oh, yeah. They've got these permanent red spots on their face from where they glued things on, so. Yeah, the, the things we do for our art. But you know what? I love it. I love it yeah. all.
0: I love all of that.
1: Because when I'm yeah. not
0: doing that, I miss it. Yeah. You yeah. know, I really do. I miss all that.
1: But I miss it is, the rough
0: days in showbiz.
1: You got to remember, it is work. You know, it's not yeah. it's not all glamour and glory and all that. It's work. And and that's where the work comes in. You know, sometimes wearing uncomfortable wardrobe or makeup or something like that. You better love this profession. Or, yeah. you you, it's not worth doing
0: i'm gonna see if i've got a story i had um i was doing a web series that i agreed to drive out to um i think it was like thousand oaks for Mm
1: -hmm.
0: which uh which you do at times and i remember i hadn't gotten my oil changed in a Mm -hmm. long time (laughs) you already know And I I just Mm -hmm. kept thinking, yeah, I'll do it. Oh, it'll be all right. It's fine. uh, You know, so I'm driving to this set, uh, this web series set. And um, I think I'm about halfway there. I'm in this coastal area. So it's like trees and stuff of woods. And I hear, I hear this noise from uh, inside of the hood. And then I hear the bottom of the car and (laughs) and I go, uh oh, and then I think the car um, kind of stopped like I smelled burning and I couldn't I, I'm i doing the gas pedal it's not going mm-hmm. I said oh boy so I have just enough speed to kind of pull over and just turn off the car mm-hmm. and I'm like I might die right now this might explode mm-hmm. I'll be prepared to run I get out of the car mm-hmm. and I see just it's like this black tar just this uh, a trail of it leading up to the uh, place where I stopped and I said, oh, this isn't good. And it smelled, it's, I smelled burning and there was smoke. And I said, oh, no. And uh, <laughs> so called a tow truck, had them tow my car to the place where this web series was, left it at uh, a Pet Boys. Went to this web series very late. I, I I had to call. I said, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." Like my car. It was just the classic actor. It was like, "Oh, right, you know, my car blew up. Oh, off. you had car trouble." And it's like, "No, you don't understand. My car is fucked up. Like I don't even know what. Like I did something real wrong." Um, and and I, it was okay. Like we ended up getting there, and I was a little late, but they were able to shift. Um, fortunately, they were able to move around the shoot schedule and film different scenes, and because they, I think, they were shooting where they lived, so it wasn't too difficult. Mm-hmm. But, but I, you know, obviously that's not ideal and that I was very apologetic and you, you don't want to be that person who's, who's late and has car trouble. Cause um, it's, I mean, it's a walking cliche at this point, but yeah, uh, what happened was it was, it was from not getting my oil changed and it was, I literally burnt in a hole in the engine ooh and I, it's not, it's not that I did it, but I blame myself. So I did do it. It's my fault. So yeah, a hole, a hole burnt in the engine, the engine just you know,
1: decided to kick up just die valves and yeah. stuff on the road.
0: Yeah. It just, it, it killed over. And, and that, that's why I couldn't. Kicked up his uh,
1: little tires and said, I'm not going to do this anymore. <laughs>
0: yeah, no. And uh mm. that, that was, that's what happened to the car. And so we shot the web series for a couple days and, and then uh I ended up towing the car back to Hollywood uh, wow. because this, this, a place where I brought the car didn't basically, here's the thing. I needed a, a new engine.
1: Yeah. I literally needed a new engine. And that's virtually a new car.
0: Yeah. And, and they're like, well, we don't have a new engine. You know, we can order it in a couple of weeks. <laughs> it's like, we don't just have an engine laying around. I was like, that's, uh, that makes sense. And so, yeah, I had to tow the car back to Hollywood where I lived, uh, bring it to another pet boys where they, had an well, no, where, where they could actually order the engine and all that. Wow. Uh so yeah, I needed a new engine for my car and was late to this this web series shoot who is so forgiving. Um and yeah, that's a classic rough day and showbiz story. Mm-hmm. That just um that but I was scared. I mean, I, I thought it, I I was literally going to die on the side of the road. It just it it smelled bad. And you think, you know, should I walk 20 feet away? Like what should I do?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's gonna blow up on me, right? Yeah, but uh,
0: ultimately the car lasted another five years. Would last a lot longer after that. I, mm-hmm. I I got the engine replaced and okay. and it was okay. And and the web series I used for my reel for many years, and it was great. And it was you know it was such a cool it was such a cool project. So many nice people. So yes, there was a light at the end of the tunnel, or a, a new engine at the end of the tunnel.
1: And it doesn't surprise me that a lot of uh, you know. Auditions or submissions that I see will sometimes, especially if they're low budget, must have reliable transportation. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But that's my rough day in showbiz story. Mm. What do you have coming up Um, for projects and things like that?
1: Well, whenever somebody finally casts me off all these auditions... Um, that would be nice. Well, like I think I mentioned to you uh, before we got all started on this, the only thing I've got going right now is that that episode on Lucifer, which is is on Netflix. Uh, and but that's spectacular. Sneeze, well, if you sneeze, you miss me. I mean, when I put it on my <laughs> reel, I managed to go. Let's say duration. I can stretch this little one expression and ho out for how long?
0: Because <laughs> <If it's laughs> you Santa. play Santa on Lucifer, right.
1: And then the other thing that I'm very proud of right now that's uh, happening on Netflix again is I actually was able to dub uh, an entire character for seven episodes on a Brazilian series that's so, so cool called Invisible City. So I do, a, a CEO, uh, I think that's his name, uh, older guy, you be, he's the only older bearded guy in the thing. Um and very well done. I was really surprised that the other voices that they did were really exceptionally well done. And the uh, the director, Jeremy, was really really a great uh, dubbing director, giving me all the background I needed as an actor, all the subtext I needed to play all the scenes that we had. And um, I like that experience. I like I love the doing ADR. It's uh, finally getting used to it. It's it's intimidating when you start. Uh, if you don't know what you're doing, but once you get into it, it can be very creative because now you have to not only perform, but you have to be conscious of lip movements, synchrony and cadence and breathing and those sorts of things, you know,
0: it is an incredible exercise as as an actor, kind of like leave yourself alone and, but also making those choices, you Mm -hmm. know, working with what, what was there and then making your own choice. Yeah, it's a very cool thing.
1: Because I want to honor that original performance too. Yeah. You know, I I don't want to bring something there that wasn't there to begin with, you know. Yeah. And yeah, not try to show off. And, then, <laughs> and hopefully match what it is there. Because this this actor that I I, uh, I dubbed was a um, brilliant performer. I mean, he's one of the yeah. most popular actors in Brazil right now. So I that's a little bit daunting when I learned that. You know, I just go. Very much. I'm I'm more interested that if he ever saw it and whatever amount of English he knows that he would be okay with my performance, you know,
0: it is pressure. Yeah. Cause it was, you know, easy to just go, this guy who dubbed it sucked. Like, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. guy didn't, what was he doing?
1: Yeah.
0: And where can people follow you and keep up with you? Peter Exifo?
1: Um, well, I'm on Instagram, um, at Pete Exifo, P E T E X I F O, uh, Facebook, Peter Exifo. Um, and that's about all i do social media wise i'm i'm not in, on twitter and those things at all and and i'm uh, you know i have one of my my commercial agents wanted me to to get onto to the social media thing and i do it but i'm not trying to get tons of followers cuz it's just not going to happen it's it's another thing where you spend a lot of time on content so when i have something to say or do or want to show then i'll do it but i'm not trying to you know put out something every week and every day or yeah whatever. It's a lot.
0: We're done, we're Peter, done. <laughs> Peter. thank you so much for being on this podcast. This was a holiday episode. This was so cool. You're the follow Peter. He's a hell of a nice guy. <laughs> Peter Exifo.
1: Uh, one thought on the, um, the social media holiday thing. Oh yes, is last year I got to do um, a bunch of TikToks with these uh, guys that were really gifted talent that really know how to uh, work that media. And I did a whole, like, day in the life of Santa. Oh, so, so cool. But I don't think it's on TikTok anymore. I think they took it down because it was used to drive people to another website to be able to talk to an ah. Oh. But at any rate, uh, it's on my reel, so XIFO.net. Um, go to my video reel, and you can see my TikTok Santa. A lot of fun because they, they got me ice skating. <laughs> they, they put my face onto an Olympic ice skater. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I read a bunch of other fun, creative stuff that these guys came up with and we did. And that's a lot of fun. So got over a million views. So, Oh, when it was on. Yeah.
0: Peter, again, thank you so much for You're being welcome. on. This thank was super you, fun. Yes, I agree. Peter Exifo. Woo.
1: <laughs> thank you, Justin. Nice time.